Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. And today we're talking about the world of retail. And I cannot wait to introduce you to one of my very best friends in the entire world, Kathy Hotka. Kathy, it's so great to have you on the podcast. It's terrific to be here. Ah, I'm so excited. So uh, we've been talking about this for over a year, and finally we're making it happen. Um, we just got done with the 2019 National Retail Federation event, and it was an amazing time. Um, Kathy is one of the connectors, if not the connector in retail. And Kathy, I can't wait to dive into like your story today. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I love your background. So, all right, here's here's where we're gonna go. So. Let me share a little bit about Kathy and, and where she came from. And then, uh, Kathy, I'd love to hear you tell the story of how you got into this space in retail and how you became this amazing connector. But but let's start with... So, Catholic University undergrad, you're a writer and radio host there. Pretty amazing. You get into government, right? You're doing work as a legislative um, assistant as well as a White House congressional liaison. I mean, that's amazing. And then you go jump into the association world with the National Retail Federation and IT. And now you've got your own business. So, a couple of twists and turns there. How about we start with, how did you get out of government and into associations? Let's start with that. It's a bad thing when your <laughs> boss loses the presidential election. Uh, well, that's probably a good reason then. <laughs> Which my boss did in 1980. So uh, oh in gosh. 1981, I had to find myself a new career and I wound up working in an association where they were installing computers for the very first time. And these oh are gosh. computers that are the size of a washing machine. <laughs> but I literally wow, I found computers. them very interesting and easy and that turned into a career. Wow. All right. So you jump into the IT world, right? And and is that when you went to work for NRF? Uh NRF is the fourth association I've worked for. Wow. Okay. So why the association world? You know, versus like traditional IT, what how did you know what was it about the association world that you really liked? It's like politics. You have uh constituencies. You, oh. you have constituents who need services, and that's why I've been involved in associations. It's a people-intensive business. You have to pay attention to your constituents and give them what they need, not necessarily what they thought they wanted. Yeah, no question. And why don't you share, not all of our listeners are as connected in the retail world as you are, as we are. Talk about what NRF is and kind of the organization as a whole and where it's come from and what it is today. So NRF is around 100 years old. It's the National Retail Federation. I worked there for seven years. Uh, it's an organization that puts on an annual technology show uh, and does some lobbying. And as vice president of IT, I was in charge of creating the NRF CIO Council, uh, which has been around now for a long time after I put it together in 1996. That's right. And NRF Tech, right? That's right. Wow, amazing. Yeah, incredible organization. It's the top organization in retail today. And so you go and you, you're you're doing the VPIT role at NRF, but then how did you decide, you know, I'm going to go start my own business and and really build the programming and whatnot that you've built around your own brand? So I realized that I could do everything I was doing on my own without somebody standing over me telling I telling me I was doing it wrong. <laughs> right. So, so I put my belongings in the car. 
uh, came home and started a business doing the same things I had done before, putting on social events, putting on thought leadership events with sponsors. And I had my first client the, the first day I started the business. Wow. And that's a great way to start, right? That gives you something to build upon. So yeah. And some of you in retail know Kathy. She hosts the Retail Insiders Party every year at um, NRF. It's the, the biggest retail event of the year. Um, I mean, biggest retail event at the biggest retail event of the year. Uh, you host dinners around the country with a bunch of different sponsors. You've d- helped people brand and get into retail. You've been a good coach and mentor in that space. You started the Store Ops Council, which we hosted at Coca-Cola during my time there. So but it really all started with these hosting these dinners and, and creating environments where retail leaders could connect, right? And that was really the, the thing that you did really well to get started. I walked into a unique vacuum. Retail was an industry where uh, people were encouraged not to talk to one another. Why? Like just for, from a competitive perspective? Yeah, that they'd give away trade secrets and you know other you know dubious claims about the terrible things that would happen if they talked. So... I showed that you could get a group of people together. They could have really constructive conversations, be uh, resources for each other. Uh, And as part of that, I wound up being the person people call if they're about to lose their job. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's that's a good thing, right? Well, somebody needs to be that person. And, you know, I knew what it was like to be out of a job. So uh, I've I've helped a ton of people. And in doing that, I've known people over the course of, you know, six or seven jobs. They stay in retail. They they want to stay connected to the network. Yeah. So, and, and just a little bit of backstory. Kathy and I met about, Kathy, it's now been seven or eight years, believe it or not. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was at Coca-Cola at the time. I'd moved over to this specialty retail group at Coke and I had business development or what we call business acquisitions. And the job was to build a team and go out and engage with specialty retailers and build relationships, uh, build partnerships where Coca-Cola maybe wasn't operating in that time or or whatnot. And so the first thing I did was... scanned the industry and figured out how I could get involved. Right? And and Kathy, you were like one of the first people I met. And one of the first things we did was start hosting some dinners around the country to really get the message of what Coke does in retail out. And and they were hugely successful. I mean, every time you <laughs> totally. walk into an old navy, there's a Coke machine there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we had some amazing stories that, you know, I couldn't talk about them, but I could share a little bit about now. But like one of the dinners we hosted in, in Dallas, and we had, I think, close to 25 people there. And these are all retail executives. And you might be thinking, well, what would a CIO or head of technology be? doing or why would they be interested in coming to meet with Coca-Cola? Well, they bring their merchandising person with them and they bring their store ops person with them. And and out of that dinner in itself, we met the leadership at FedEx office and developed a partnership with them. And then at your uh, event that you hosted in New York around one of the NRF events uh, with Intel, uh, that's where we met uh, the folks from Home Shopping Network and did a whole really amazing partnership with them. I mean, all just that's just two examples that I know of out of your dinners. And I'm sure there's just tons of those examples. And that's where you've provided value, right? It's the power of the network. And I got an email yesterday from a CIO I hadn't talked to in three years uh, asking for recommendations on a learning management system. I went back out to the folks on the Store Ops Council and said, okay, Anybody have a recommendation for this guy? And I had five recommendations within an hour to send to him. It's not my information. It's their information. Yeah. I think what's really interesting is when I, 
first met you, I thought of you as the person that hosted that really amazing party at NRF and then the a couple of dinners around the country. But what I what I've seen over time is you've really been like that that connector person. So like you said, if someone needs information or, or is looking for their next role or looking for to build a team, I mean they come to you because you have that connectivity and those relationships and you've become that in the industry. I have. It's you know one thing that helps is having an unusual last name. That's a that's a big deal. <laughs> but uh, Hotka, Hotka, it's a Kahneman, Hahnemann, Hotka. <laughs> Many variations on that, but uh, no, there there. It's counterproductive to have people operating in a vacuum when there are sure. other people who know the answer to the question, and yeah, so well, that's that's my job. Yeah, and the other thing I noticed, I mean, you're you're really good at being involved with parallel organizations like Retail ROI, et cetera, which I think is is great. But let me ask you this: so others have tried this. And you and I know some of those others, right? You know, I'm going to host dinners and start inviting people, and then I'll get a sponsor and I'll make a little money, and and it'll be great. But why has it worked for you uh, over time? Like, what is it that you have done? What's your magic that you have done that's really kind of helped you go th- get through the the highs and lows of retail and really grow your brand? Yeah, it sounds easy, doesn't it? Right. Um, it's not right. You're, I mean, you're not going to like the answer. It's dogged hard work. Uh, I'm in LinkedIn every day for two hours. I know everybody's wow. spouse's name. I know how many kids Love they that. have. Yes, uh, you make know, it personal. It's it's all personal. It's all about trust. And you know, I'm very upfront about the fact that I manage a family business. My children travel with me. Um, you know, they could they can talk to them if they want. I to. know. Um, I was packing bags with them last week. See, so <laughs> it's it's the personal relationships, and there is no substitute for simply reaching out and saying, "Hey, haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing?" No question. Yeah, I I think it's it's really a amazing environment you've created. And so, okay, let me ask you another question. So we talked about I mentioned events briefly. What is the state of events today? In other words, you know, I, you see some of the traditional industry events. Uh, you hear companies say they, they're challenged finding travel budget, etc. But then you see new events come along like Shop Talk that are blowing the doors off. And, and now you know it's as if there's plenty of budget to go to those. So what's the state of events and where has it come from over time? And, and where is it today? Uh, the word I would use is cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> there's a okay. lot of competition these days. Uh, the, the folks at Shop Talk were ambitious from the beginning, decided that they wanted to have a uh, large, impressive conference. They've done a heck of a job at it. Um, this will be my fourth Shop Talk coming up in March. Um, and the, the older events, the ones that have been around for longer, need to keep up. And I, I'm not sure that they all are. Yeah, that's and it's not just a retail I- issue. I see this in the consumer goods space where, you know, what was, uh, you know, c- Going to events for cocktail hours is is no longer right. I mean, in in the same old same old format of events and spe- and, and speakers and whatnot. And now it's much more dynamic. It's got to have um, you know quick hitting elements. It's got to have some life application and 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 context application for your business. I mean, like it you know th- it's just it's changed and it's hard to change when it's your event. You know what I mean? I think that that's my my observation is when you own those, it's hard to change without going and creating something new. Well, and the internet changed everything. So now you can get information about just about anything. What decision makers want to know is, would my friends recommend this? Uh, I had a dinner in New York City a couple months ago, and the sponsor asked one of our participants, a CIO at a great big retailer you've heard of, um, (laughs) why does she go to the NRF show? And she said, one reason, to see what my friends are saying. 
Ah, interesting. They, they want product recommendations from peers. They can do all the research they want online, but what do their peers say? What are they doing? And it's hard to find all those people in one place. So, all right, let's talk about two other topics here. One is the trends in retail. Uh, and what are, you, what are the two or three big things coming up at all of your events? And then the second is you know, the trends in these sponsors or vendors. In other words, over time, your uh, technology partners have evolved and changed. Like, uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on where those have, have evolved to um, or from. So let's start with retail. What are the top two or three big topics that you're hearing about like every week when you're hosting your events? Uh, data, data, and data. <laughs> I love that topic. It's one of my personal favorites. Well, it is. So, you know, look at the oceans of data that retailers have on you. They know all kinds of stuff. They know what you're buying to eat in the grocery store. They know what medications you have. There's a ton of data out there. The question is whether they are able to leverage it. And they really, I don't think, didn't care about it too much until recently when they saw what Amazon can do with the information it has or what Netflix can do with the information it has. Uh, and you know, I could give you a ton of examples of how retailers have misused the information they have or simply didn't use it at all. I think you could make the case now that if you don't have a robust data strategy, you cannot have a robust omni-channel strategy. And, and they're not there yet, so they're struggling to get there. It's so interesting. I spoke at one of the NRF breakouts a couple of years ago, and I asked the room. It was it was a lot of people in that room. You know, how many of you have a dedicated data organization or analytics organization? And I mean, very few hands went up. And and I thought, well, maybe these smaller retailers just aren't. That's not been an investment priority for them. I think that's changed over time. But as a lot of these retailers have grown through acquisition and, and whatnot, they just haven't been able to keep up with the different data sources and data elements, especially now that you add in social and, and media and whatnot. Weather. 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 <laughs> exactly. Weather data is a big deal. So they need to be able to keep up with all this stuff and leverage it for themselves. And if they have not been able to do that yet, they need to hire somebody who can help them. No question. Another one that you mentioned before we hit record today was loyalty data and loyalty information. And either the lack of using the program or lack of even leveraging it to its full potential. Yeah, it's fine to have this information, but if you can't leverage it, you know, what are you going to get out of it? Uh, and I think customers wonder why the heck they're giving up this kind of information if they don't see the results. No question. <laughs> All right. And then I, I would say on this same topic, like if I were to ask you, what are one or two of like the most overhyped, never delivered, or like, like it sounded good at the time, but it never really came to fruition ideas in the last couple of years, what would those two be? Oh my goodness. We've been seeing <laughs> we've been seeing Pepper the robot now oh, for five yeah. years. Oh, here Pepper we go. still can't do anything. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, what people need to do is concentrate on the store. Um, across the industry, you know, the, the entire industry of retail, 89% of uh, retail income comes from the store. That's obviously not the case necessarily with apparel, but if you look at it across the board, it's 89%. So you want to spend some time and money on that 89% and make sure that those stores are as productive and enchanting as possible. I totally agree. And it's not just all technology in the store. I mean, I, I've seen some retailers go too far to the extreme and it becomes impersonal you know, in the store. Um, all right. So let's talk about your, your 
vendors and or we'll call it the technology industry. I have seen uh, over the years, though, some of those vendors have come and gone for you and some have been very consistent. What's been you know, the common thread that's um, helped some of those to be successful and others to not be? Uh, okay. So I'd mentioned two things. One is having an industry strategy. Uh, I think a geographical uh, sales structure is counterproductive in an industry like retail. Um, I would also say that uh, the most successful companies hire people who are people people and they leverage those personal relationships. There's not a substitute for that. The best salespeople I, I know. I love hearing that. I well, love hearing that. <laughs> it's true though. The best salespeople are the people who you know, know how many kids I have. I'm not even, no even going to buy from them, but they know that stuff. They value those relationships and they leverage them. And they're highly successful at it. Yeah, I th- <clears throat> I have to just build on that. I mean, like you know, I I see salespeople that are too transactional or too too much trying to make a deal happen. And I'll go back to the dinners we used to host. Like those dinners, there was nothing about those that were you know at the end of it where a contract was in the bag and going to be put on the table. Uh, those were purely relationship building opportunities. And I've seen. And I've been on the other end of the the ones where at the end, everyone's trying to set up a meeting to come and sell me something. And it just doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't work without a relationship. No. And that's why I've been in business all this time. The, the people who cut the retailers who come to these dinners, the end users know that I won't allow anybody to be wrestled to the ground. Uh, you know, we, we had a great evening and, you know, the purpose of my setting these things up is to make retailers want to take a meeting with these folks later over lunch in a no pressure environment. Exactly. No question. Yeah. I, 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 that's, it's really interesting. And, and it's very easy to see those that are, are relationship focused and those that are more transaction, I would guess. Well, um, all right. So last but not least, where can our listeners find you? How can they get involved with you? How can they uh, connect with you to talk about maybe hosting something for their company um, or even get involved with some of your, your events? Uh, I'm pretty easy to find because there are only a hundred people named Hotka in the United States. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, That's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, if you Google Kathy with a C, H O T K A, uh, you'll find me. I'm at I'm at kathyhotka.com. Yeah, I just I love working with you throughout the year, Kathy. It's so much fun, like referring folks into you and being a part of your events and helping create those environments. I just I love it, and you know you've created a lot of a lot of us that enjoy following and being engaged and being involved with you. It's wonderful. I have a blast. <laughs> well, Kathy, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, sir. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.